We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening. Amen. Awesome. So guys, this is Janelle. We got, we got to meet Andy last week. So this is Janelle. How's she, it going? As he says, her, his better half. So we're so excited for you to be here with this us. This thing is huge. I'll put this over here. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, no problem. Oh, my gosh. So I'd never been to Delaware before. Still, so you guys have a beautiful state. Do you know this? Or do you just like, yeah, no, we do everything we can to get out of here? Because usually people who live where they are, they don't appreciate where they live at all. <laughs> you guys are within like the East Coast. I love it. It's so beautiful. So thank you so much for having me. I think we'll just, do I need to tell you anything else? Um, I mean, what, what was your <laughs> favorite thing that you've been here since you've been here? What's been your so, favorite thing? My husband, so we, the first day we went to Assateague and we went to Ocean City, Maryland. So that was fun. Holy smokes, the boardwalk in Ocean City goes on and on and on and everybody's trying to sell you something. That's insane. And that's only <laughs> one boardwalk of like five. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we, we, we had fun. We got um, water ice, that frozen water ice stuff that's actually dairy free that is fantastic. So we had that. And then we went yesterday to Chincoteague mm -hmm. and we went to Wallops flight facility because my husband's a big NASA nerd as I'm sure he fitted in somehow last week because he always does. Um, and then, yeah, see, <laughs> I knew he would. Um, and so he asked yesterday which was my favorite beach and I'm, I'm not sure. I think I would go Chincoteague because we saw four mamas with their baby ponies right by the water and that was really cool and they were you just, where you pull over and you can just see them right there by the fence and that's why he so. said you showed them up because there were no ponies for him ah <laughs> see <laughs> i got to see we saw 28 at Assateague, wow. and then we saw over 50 at a, one spot at Chincoteague, so that was awesome. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, that was probably well, my favorite so part. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you go. <laughs> um, it was really fun, too. I got to bring my daughter, Kiara. Um, so she is back in Kids Zone with Liz, um, and she was already, she was so cute. She's on our leadership team uh, for our Kids Zone area back in Jackson, and she already, like, made me take a postcard, like, Mom, we need to do this. We need to do this. So she's taking notes from you all here at Hope, so that's really fun. Um, I don't know what you know, so I'll just tell you what I think you might be interested to know. Um, Andy met Emma and Alfie when they went through what's called an assessment process, and so you kind of got to figure out if you're cut out for church planting, because as you all know, because you're here, it just takes a lot to make this happen every week and to really invest in your community. It's above and beyond, and it takes a lot just to have a job and try to have a family and try to make sure your clothes are clean for the next day, so to do all of that and then also invest in your community is a big, big deal. So thank you so much for uh, doing that alongside Emma and Alfie. And I just think it's really cool the way God is using them. And Andy meets a lot of people, but there was something special. Um, since you guys don't live stream, I won't offend anybody else. Um, but there was something special when he met Emma and Alfie. And so then I got a chance to meet them because they came out to Jackson a couple months ago. And I was like, oh yeah, I love these people. Um, it was just really, really fun. And uh, I... I see a few similarities um, in them and us. And so we just kind of felt like 
uniquely linked together, like in our hearts. And then we got to be at a conference together in March um, when Emma's ear almost exploded. That was a hot mess. She ended up in the ER in Orlando and it was crazy. Uh, but she was like a trooper because Emma doesn't let anything stop her in the entire world. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. Um, so anyways, it was just really fun to spend some extra time with them then. So um, so I'm Janelle. I Just to give you a little bit of like who I am, um, because I think it helps to know where people are coming from. So I work full-time in the corporate world. Um, so full-time working parent. I've been doing that for a very, very long time since I was like 22. Um, I had a brief little period of time where I was part-time in the middle while my kids were really itty-bitty. Um, and then thanks to Obamacare and all the insurance stuff. I actually needed to go back to work full time because somebody needed to carry health care. Um, so that's when I went back to work full time. So that was like nine years ago. Um, so I'm full time in the corporate world and I've been at the same, I'm in banking. Um, so, you know, there's always opinions about banking. Woo. <laughs> um, but so I've been doing that for 22 years. And so our three, we have three kids. Um, our daughter is 17, our son is 15, and then we have a third. Our other daughter is 12, and she's the one that's with me today as my 12-year-old. And they're fantastic. I love teenagers. I don't know. Like, people are like, oh, do you miss your babies? And I'm like, not for one second. I love babies. I will come and snuggle them, and then I will give them back to you and let you not sleep for the night, because I have been there, done that, and I do not want to do it again. Um, every once in a while, I think it's cute, and I I got a puppy last fall, which was like, I don't know, you really, that's because it's kind of insane. It's kind of, puppies are kind of crazy. I don't know, unless we just got a crazy puppy, which is possible. Um, so we have two doodles too. So our one doodle is like a senior citizen doodle and we call him our houseplant because he does like nothing. He literally does nothing. This dog lays on the couch and people are like, are you exaggerating? And then they come over to our house and they're like, Oh, wow, he's like invisible. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I thought, we need another dog that I can play with. And we got every ounce of that in our puppy. So now we have a Labradoodle puppy um, who's adorable. And he's fab she's fabulous. I have a boy dog and a girl dog. So I'm always messing my pronouns up. Um, and it's, it's a crazy thing, but it's fun. So, so that's my world. Um, Full-time working parent with three kids and then two dogs because we just love to do everything. So that's what we do. Um, and I tell you all that because it plays into kind of where we're headed this morning. And I think it helps to know who the person is, you know, in order to hear anything that God would want to say. It helps to know, I'm going to get this out of the way. I do not speak like full time like Andy did. So I think it's hilarious that he was like, oh, I got to go first so that I get out of the way to hear my wife speak because that doesn't make any sense at all because he's really good. Um, and I'm still figuring this out. But so about a year and a half ago, God was like, I think I want you to speak like for Jesus, like for me at church and other times. And I was like, mm, I don't, I don't think I heard you right. <laughs> like, I don't, people don't really like to hear me talk because I talk too much. And he was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to work on that. And I'm going to use that. Okay. That's funny, God. And then he was like, no, but for real, because I, I never wanted to use my own words when it came to communicating about what God had done in my life. I wanted to use somebody else's words. So I'll come up here and I'll sing a song that somebody else wrote because I don't want to sing my own words. I'll just sing what somebody else wrote. And God was like, listen, every person has their own unique story 
and I need every person to share their story. And I'm going to uniquely put you up in front to show everybody that we got to share our story. So, um, so anyway, I don't know why I told you that, but I did. So there you go. Um, I'm at the age now where I get to put these on when I read something, which is really, really unfair. So that's okay. I'm fine. I've got my contacts in and then I get to put the reading glasses on, which is just stupid. So uh, I'm fighting with my opt optometrist about this, but it does help. So whatever. Uh, I guess he's right. So we're going to Acts 3 today, and we're going to follow one story of the disciples. And I'm just, there's so much in this story, and I'm really excited to share this because God continues to use this story to speak to me. And I think he's going to do the same thing for you. So this is Acts 3. Uh, we're going to go 1 through 16. We're going to go through 16 verses right from the top. If you've got the Bible app on your phone, you can stick that out and like type it in. That works really well. You don't have to know where anything is anymore, which is really fun. Um, or, or you can grab a real Bible, or you can just listen, and hopefully I'm exciting enough <laughs> that you can follow along with that. We'll see. Or I might just talk too fast, and you'll have no idea what I said by the end. Whew. We'll try not to do that. So Acts 3, verses 1 to 16. Then we're going to... Um, figure out just two little pieces that God might have for us. When, so I told you I don't do this all the time, but that God has been trying to cultivate this in me. And when he asked me to do it, he said, I'm going to want you to kneel when you read scripture. And I'm like, God, that's kind of different. Like, I want people to think that I'm normal. And he's like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> but when I want you to actually kneel when you read scripture so that people will know that you do this because of me and not because of you yourself. Okay, I could get behind that, God. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to kneel, um, even though that's a little different. It's just what the Holy Spirit has told me individually. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to talk a little more about that. So Acts 3, here we go. So one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. It was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth, so that means he can't walk, all the way from when he was born. He couldn't walk. He was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. I don't really care what the temple gate was called, but they tell us, so whatever. There it is. Where he was going to be put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. So when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as he did John, and then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold, I don't have. But what I do have, I give you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. So taking him by the right hand, he held him up, and instantly the man's feet and his ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and he began to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Can you imagine somebody walking and jumping up in here today? You guys are just like River Tree. We don't really do that. And it's the same, it's the same. So when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as that same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? 
Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or our own godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed. You disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. And we are witnesses of this. So by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can see. So much going on in this story, and I love every second of it. In our kids' area back in Jackson at River Tree, um, we've been learning about who the disciples are and what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. And so we've been unpacking the book of Acts, and that's what God had me share with you guys today. And it's, so I, I hope it's contagious because I just think it's amazing. So Peter and John, so if you're like me when you read the Bible, we'll just, we'll just be honest for a hot second. I read, like one day, Peter and John, I don't process Peter and John. I'm just like, people going to church. La, 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 la. This is what my mind does. It skips over all the details. It's like, people go to church. That's nice. And God was like, whoa, slow your brain down. As you can see, it runs like 150 miles an hour all the time. It's annoying, and I wish I could stop it. So <laughs> in the meantime, God's going to use this crazy mind. So Peter and John. And God was like, pause. I'm like, Lord, I got 16 verses to get through. He's like, yeah, just hold on. Okay, Peter and John. So these are what's considered first century Christians. So these are people that had met Jesus face to face. They had seen him, seen him heal people and heard his teaching face to face. So these were like me and you meeting here. These were not like stories centuries old passed down. These were people right here met Jesus face to face. And Peter is the guy, we're just going to tell the story for a quick minute, and then you can go through and look at it this week. Peter denied Jesus, which means he told everybody that he didn't know him three times. So I told you that I met Emma and Alfie. So in another week's time, if you saw me, you're like, oh yeah, you know Emma and Alfie. You're like, no, no, I don't. You'd look at me like, hello, you were just, you told me, I'm like, and so Peter did that not just one time that he didn't know Jesus, but three times when they were killing Jesus, because he was like, I don't want them to kill me either. And trust me, I would have been just the same as Peter, because <laughs> I wouldn't want to be dead either. <laughs> so Peter has denied Jesus three times, which just means he said, I don't know him. People tried to call him out on it. He said, nope, nope, nope. Then he realizes what has happened. Peter is restored to relationship with Jesus, and here he is going to share Jesus with other people. God is solidifying so much in my soul, and I think so that I can tell you that the disciples, we use this phrase back home, we're a hot mess. I don't know if you use this phrase in Delaware. Okay, so good. I was like, I don't know if they know what a hot mess is. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so Jesus is redeemed Peter, who was ridiculous and totally told people that he didn't know him and then goes out to build his church with Peter. So God uses a hot mess like Peter who flat up lied. So it reminds me because for a long time in my life, I was like, wow, the disciples, they're so amazing. And God was like, no, they were just normal people. 
Like, no, 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 these were disciples. I can't, these were the disciples. And God's like, hello, it's just you and me. It's just a hot mess people that are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, we can be used by God. So if you're sitting here today and you're like, mm, I got to fix this and this and that, you don't. God has called you right now. And he's going to restore you like right now. How long did it take for this man to be healed? He reached down his hand. The man got up. Sometimes there's pieces in our lives that take a long time to heal. I know that. I think I'm just figuring that out. Even as I was sitting here this morning, God's like, you know that piece? I need, I need you to let me heal that. Okay. And then there's other t- things that we just need to get up and be done with it. Be done with it. You're done. This man is healed. He's going to walk for the rest of his life. He's not going to go back to sitting down. He's healed. He's done. And so there's pieces that I think the Holy Spirit might be saying, hey, you're done with that. Move on. You're good. And you might have to remind yourself that you're set free. That song that we said this morning, God uses that in my heart to remind me that I'm set free, that I can be this fun-loving Janelle as often as I want to be because Janelle, with all the stuff that gets like worried, is not the fun Janelle. (laughs) I know, I live with her too. And I just need to leave her back here and let God continue to set me free of that. So, the disciples, hot messes. But here we are, Peter and John, going to heal this man on their way to temple. So that's another line. I'm just like, on the way to temple, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't, do we go too fast when we read stuff, right? I just did it the other day, and Kiara was like, Mom, didn't you see that part? I was like, nope. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I looked at the same thing that she did. I saw whatever she saw to the right down the hall. And I was like, oh, I didn't even read that part because I was going too fast. So they are going along. So we're going up to the temple at the time of prayer. And God said, time out. I'm like, God, they were just going to church. They believe in you. I think that's normal. He said, no, what church? Oh, wait a second. Peter and John were going to what temple? They were going to Jewish temple. They were going to to sit under the teaching of Jewish leaders who still believed that Messiah hadn't yet come. And you're like, Janelle, this is getting a little bit, whoa, hang on, don't worry, I'm not that person. (laughs) I don't like history that much. So Peter and John are going to temple. This is the Jewish temple. They are going to sit under a teaching that they didn't even believe anymore because they knew Jesus had already come. So why were they going to temple at all if this was a message they didn't even believe? So think about why you came today. This might not be a message that you even believe. And you're here. And God has a plan. It doesn't matter. I was like, holy smokes, God. They went to something they didn't even believe because it was their habit to go. And I think there was two other things why God had them there. One is they knew God was there because he's the same God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God that the Jews follow. He's the same God that we follow today. He's the same God that sent Jesus. He's the same God that sent that redemption. And they were going to meet with God. Even though they knew that content wasn't going to be what they even believed anymore. So regardless of kind of why you showed up today, you're going to have a lot of weeks that you show up here and you don't really care about the content. And maybe today is one of those weeks 
You're like, well, she came, and she sounded like she had a lot of energy, but I don't know what she had to say. It doesn't even matter, because God's going to use it anyways, even though there was content that they didn't care about. Then what did they do while they were there? They healed a guy. So God may have you coming to meet with him today, regardless of the content, so that you can serve other people. And you guys are all a part of a church plant, and church plant people, they know how to serve. <laughs> because somebody had to get up in here and set up every single one of these chairs. As I walked in this morning, I was like, oh, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> Whoa. We, had to, we did the same thing. We did it in our local YMCA. We set up every chair and every speaker and every drape and every sign and every everything. I'm pretty sure I saw some stuff in the bathroom that's not there for the middle schoolers because every single little piece is thought out. Everything that might make somebody feel like this is home and not a middle school. And I totally get that because we did it at the YMCA. So if you came today simply because Emma and Alfie said, please just come help us. <laughs> That's a good reason, too. <laughs> and you're like, they got a vacation, but where's mine? <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get one, too. It's, everybody needs one. <laughs> so there's all these things that God was showing me in this first verse of this whole section. So it might be normal for you to come today, and I hope it is. But maybe there's nothing about the content, but God is still going to use you to heal somebody else's heart this morning. Maybe he's going to literally use you to pray about something and somebody else is going to be set free. I got, what time is it? I could talk all day about this. Okay, we're good. So I uh, don't walk that way. Got it. The speaker doesn't like me over there. So I had, I was a very angry mom. All right. So I don't know. This is not supposed to be stuff you admit, but I'm telling you, this is what it was. I was always running on not enough sleep, and it was tough. <laughs> and I don't know if every mom of young people feel the way I felt, but it was hard, and it was stressful. <laughs> I was like, I just need a minute, and I never got the minute. <laughs> and so I often felt like I was at the teeter-tot of being angry. And when a kid would make that other choice, they weren't even like crazy kids. They were just being kids. But I would be like, no, we got to, ah, ah. And I kind of yelled a lot. And it was just the way I did it, partly because I have red hair and it's just big. Everything's big. But I knew God wanted to work on that. But I was like, God, I've been working on this. I've been working on this by myself for a decade. And I'm still here in an angry place. And I, I don't know what else you want from me. And I would hear people say, I don't want you to work on it. I want you to give it to me. And I don't understand that because I'm a type A perfectionist. I got to figure it out and get it done. And then we move on. You tackle the project, check, check, you move on. And so when it was like, give this to God, I really didn't understand that. And so there was a day, I wasn't even going to share this story today. Okay. So I was doing life, as Carly mentioned this morning, with a friend of mine. And I said, you know, I think I need you to pray about my anger because I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to have this like spark that triggers something over the edge and get angry about something. I want to be able to have more peace. And she was like, okay. And I kid you not, she prayed over me that day in her kitchen 
we had like four minutes. I was going somewhere. She was watching my kids for the day, and I had to go to work. And she prayed, and from that minute, I could tell something changed in my heart. And the next time that something happened in my life that was like, oh, at home, it's like, I didn't get angry. What's going on? And God was like, we prayed about this. Amy prayed over you, and you're healed. I'm, what? I've read stories about this, but this is not the way this happens. He's like, it is the way this happens sometimes. Sometimes I use therapy, yes. And sometimes I use prayer right now. And so God did that and unlocked that in my heart. And I never struggled with it the same way that I had before. Like, whoa. And I apparently am supposed to share that with you today. That was not in my notes. Because maybe there's something that you can pray for each other about. That was my friend Amy. That wasn't pastor so-and-so, reverend this and that. It was my friend Amy saying, yeah, I'll pray for you about that. And that's what I think God is teaching the church today. That's definitely what the Holy Spirit is working on my heart about, is that I don't have to be pastor so-and-so and reverend this and that to pray with somebody and set them free. So, something else that the Holy Spirit has been ta talking to me about is that he has a unique message for each person. So I've always been one to say, okay, yeah, the Holy Spirit speaks, but the Holy Spirit speaks between his word and me, and I'll read the word, and I'll get the message, and I'll do the things. And God has been telling me that there is a specific message that he may have to communicate to you and to me right now that other people actually don't receive. It's just for me. What? And this is something that is really hard to get our minds around. And I'm just going to tell you one story because I think it shows how this happens. And I hope that it encourages you to deepen your connection with God. So they were going to temple like they always did, even though it was content that they didn't believe because they knew they needed to connect with God. On their way, they heal a man. And when it got to the end of the story, verse 16, they said, all the people come to them like, whoa, you just did this. And they're like, yeah, you know it wasn't us. You know that this was God. And they put God's name forward instead of their own at that moment where people wanted to know what was different. God did this. So I'm going to tell you what's been happening in my world and trust the Holy Spirit with the rest of it. So like I said, I've been working in the corporate world in banking for almost 22 years. And there have been a number of things. At, and I've been at the same place. I've been at the same credit union. It's crazy. My life before this was changed all the time. And then I moved to Jackson and God has me in the same employer, a lot of different jobs in the middle but the same employer for that whole time. What? Who does this? What? So last year, there were several different things that happened, and God kept telling me, this isn't your home anymore. And I was like, God, like, this is our stability. Like, I'm the one that, like, I've been in this job 22. This is our stability. I have the health care. Do you, do you know that, God? You know how you, like, tell God, the, hey, do you remember? God's like, I remember. 
but thanks for asking. <laughs> this is how God and I have conversations. He's real snotty with me too. It's very fun. Um, <laughs> I don't think he is, but that's the way he needs to get my attention. So I was like, God, I don't, how is this going to work out? Plus, in our little town, I kind of had a publicly facing job. So people knew Janelle represented X credit union, blah, blah, blah. In the community, this was my job. When you go to the booths and you see the people at the booths, and you da, 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 that was me because I'm an extrovert and I love every second of it. So I was always the one that was out. And I was like, God, if I'm not like, how is this going to go? I can't even look for another job because people know who I am. Because everybody who owns a company in the whole town knows each other. You guys can probably relate because I think Safer's actually smaller than my little town. And you're like, I can't look for a job because somebody's going to find out and somebody's going to tell my people and they'll be like, hey, what's up with you? I'm like, okay. I'm like, but I can't quit first because that is, just feels like total scariness. And I wrestled with God about that. Like, am I supposed to just quit first without another job? Because I don't know, God. And we wrestled with that for a long time. So, a couple months ago, this has all been going out, going down, and I've been trying to apply for jobs. But you know how in the world of technology, everything's connected? So if I got on like Glassdoor and all these things and said, hey, I'm looking for a job, you know who's going to find out? My employer! <laughs> because they look for all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, how is this going to go down? <laughs> this is stressing me out. So... A couple months earlier, the other piece to the story is that my parents were coming up from Florida. So my parents live in southwest Florida. It's the most beautiful place on the planet. Holy smokes, this place is fabulous. God has me in Michigan. It snows a lot. It's not good. <laughs> but that's all right. So they were coming up for three and a half weeks, which is very different. My parents don't, they're still working. My dad is still working. And so they don't get the chance to come to Michigan for three and a half weeks. This is not what they do. So it's unusual that that would happen. Um, plus, sometimes time with my parents can be a challenge. I'll say that because we're not live streaming this morning, which is lovely. So if you want more about that, I'll tell you later. So, yes. So I, so God was saying, I need you to spend a week with them when they're here. And I was like, <laughs> okay, God, that's a problem for a couple different levels. First of all, I don't want to. Second of all, <laughs> I have a job, which is going to be a great reason why I can't. So, and God was like, yeah, I know. Like, God, I hear what you're saying, but I also don't think I should quit without another job. Do you want me to do that, God? Please don't say yes. Please don't say yes. God. Okay. Nope. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. So I don't know if, how recently you've looked for a job, but there's like the application and the, the, do they call you or not? And you don't know. And then there's the interview and the second interview and the blah, blah, blah. And someday maybe they'll figure out whether they want to hire you. And it takes a long time. <sighs> so it gets closer to when my parents are coming and I'm still in the same place with the same job and going, okay, God, I think I've heard this from you. What now? It's three days before my mom's supposed to fly in for this time. I get a call and I have an interview. So that Thursday I interview, they say, I say at the end of the interview, what's your timeline? Cause I'm like, God, how are you going to work this out? And they said, well, you know, we got second interviews. We got a lot of applicants. So we'll see. And somebody's going on vacation, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And I leave the interview really wanting this job, but also realizing that the timeline isn't really adding up 
to what God had told me he was going to do. So how does this work? So the very next day, they called and offered me the job. I was like, what is happening? It was 4.40. Who does this at 4.40 on Friday afternoon? I was like, whoa, okay. So I knew that I had my next job. But I hadn't done this in a while, so I didn't know if I quit right away. Like, how does this work? And they said, pending your background check, your drug screen, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, how long does this take? I don't, I'm still a little nervous. So the next week, partway through the week, I get a phone call that lets me know everything's good. And I go ahead and resign the next day. I give my two weeks notice. I have been able to then, so as is typical in banking, they walk me out the door like, thanks, but no thanks. We'll pay you for your two weeks. See ya. So I'm like, two weeks paid vacation. <laughs> two weeks paid vacation. <laughs> like, this is great. I really wanted this because I don't want to work for them anymore anyway. So I'm good. <laughs> so, and of course, it's when who is going to be there? My parents. And I was like, all right, God, let's do this. So not only did he work it out for me to have a new place of employment without the other place finding out, but it was also time when I could spend with my parents, and it was paid time. And God allowed me to still be me in my I-need-stability personality. I didn't have to quit first. He said, just hold on. Give everything you have every time you go into that workplace and then just trust me with the rest of it. I said, okay. So now the other piece of it is I knew this was coming. I was coming to see you. And how am I going to start another job? And how am I going to have any time off to come to Delaware? Because you guys are not that close. I'm like, all right, how are we going to do this? And I work full time. What is happening? And God said, hey, by the way, you don't need to start till August 16th. Yes, that's it. So not only did I have a week's paid time with my parents, I had time spent with you guys, with my daughter, for these four days, and I start my job Tuesday. I don't have the worries of my job or my family or anything until Tuesday. And I was like, okay, Lord, the disciples were telling people what they had seen and what they had heard. And I'm telling you that because it's what I've experienced, God being real in my life in this last couple of months. And I think the challenge for you is to keep telling people what God is doing in you. And if you're like, that's nice and all, but God's not been doing something with me lately, you can fix that. that and, and I love that we can fix it because you can tell I kind of like to take control. <laughs> I think God uses that because you can fix it by continuing to show up here, serve, go to a small group. Even you're like, come on, I don't want to do the small group. Do the small group because it will change your life. It will connect you to other people. I don't need other people. Yeah, I know. I'm married to an introvert too. I know, but you do. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll admit that too now. Do those things. Press in to what God would have. And you're going to need more time with God than what you get on Sunday morning. You're going to need time with just you and God. And that might mean going to the beach and walking down the beach because, wow, that's a great place to meet God. Or it might just mean, <laughs> I have somebody goes to River Tree back home. She says she hides from the baby in the morning. <laughs> I love that she said it that way because I can relate so much. She's like, I get up and I sit in the kitchen on the floor to hide from the baby. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so whatever it is that you need to do 
you actually have control over that relationship with you and God. And you can choose to press in so that then you have things to share what God has done that you have seen and that you have heard. So who gets the credit and who do you give credit to when God does something? Because I could say, yeah, it all worked out. It was coincidence that I don't start my job till Tuesday. But was it really a coincidence? No. God worked that out. So Lord, I thank you for the way that you speak. God, thank you for getting through to my stubborn head this year, showing yourself up so real to our family. God, I thank you that you gave us an example in Peter and John who were going to temple, not because of the content, but because they wanted to meet with you directly and they wanted to serve and share you with other people. So God, may your Holy Spirit use this this morning. God, I pray that Acts 3 would just kind of keep coming to the surface of everybody in here today, this week. I thank you for using hot messes like us to share the message of your holy redemption. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday at 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's hope, D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening.